0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Toleric Community Church. Good Friday. On Good Friday, we remember that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for us. He died on a cross, an inhumane and lowly death for sure. Why did he do that? What was he doing? What was God doing in dying that way? He had been mocked, spat upon, beaten almost to death. The people that he had made turned against him. The ones that had spent time with him learning and loving and in following Jesus, turned away because they were afraid. So what was Jesus doing all of that for? I'll tell you. When someone dies, someone we know or someone close to us, what we do is celebrate their life. We do that here in this church. We have life celebration services. We celebrate Jesus' life, for he gave us the word of God and the final example of how to live our lives in his own. But we not only celebrate his life, we celebrate his death. We celebrate his death because in dying on the cross, taking our sins upon himself... He was making it possible to forgive us. To forgive us all of our sin. And to restore us to righteousness. To restore us in His sight. Because of Jesus' work on the cross, God does not see us from our own perspective. But God sees us from the perspective of Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the Son. And what he did on the cross, willingly, even desiringly, he wanted to go to the cross for us because of his great love. He wants us then, now, and even before He came to earth. He wants us to be forgiven. He wants us to have the fruits of forgiveness. He wants us to have freedom. He wants us to have security in our relationship with him. He wants us to have faith and trust and belief that we will go to live with him forever and ever in heaven above at the end of our time on earth or at the end of all time. Now, his example of life is the way we should live our lives, caring for others, doing for others, sacrificing on behalf of others. And in dying to win our forgiveness from our sin, he gives us a wonderful example. Paul, in Colossians, was talking about putting on the new self. Putting on that self that is only possible to be put on once you have faith and trust in Jesus. Once you believe the story of the Bible and you believe in the coming of the Holy Spirit and with power and authority in our lives, to help us to change and to walk according to the way of Christ in this world. Put on that self. And in Colossians 3, 12 and 13, he says, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. We are God's chosen ones, We may not feel holy, sometimes we may not do holy things, but in the sight of God, we are holy, we are separate, we are His, we belong to Him and He loves us just as we are. We are beloved in the sight of God. Since that is so, he says, put on compassionate hearts. Hearts that are able and willing to feel the need and the desires and the pain of other persons. Hearts that go out of their way to do that. Not just waiting and saying, well, if somebody comes my way and I recognize that they have some pain and and I have resources for it, well then, well then, I will give. But hearts that have the kind of compassion that Jesus did when he forgives us all our sin. Put on kindness. Kindness in all circumstances. Paul says other, where, other places, be kind to one another. How kind was Jesus to the one caught sinning, the woman caught in adultery. Forgiving, yes. And loving, yes. But you could see in that story that he was being kind and friendly and compassionate for that lady. Should we not be kind and compassionate to one another since that's what Jesus has told us to do and what he showed us in his life that we ought to do? put on, Paul says, humility. Put on humility. Humility thinks less of self than of others. Jesus told his disciples, they were all interested in finding out who might be the the most important of the disciples. Jesus told them plainly, if you want to be Number one, you need to make yourself last. If you want to be the top dog, you must be the servant of all. We love to be served. I love to be served. But what Jesus was doing on the cross that best Friday that there ever has been was being our servant in humility. Don't think, Jesus told his disciples, don't think I could not call down 10,000 angels. The one who made heaven and earth and has all power and authority gave up his life willingly in the way in which he did. How then do we take a stand to make ourselves greater? Humility, and put on meekness. That's having the authority, having the power, but not using it. Instead, letting the other person... Letting the other person sit at the front of the table. Letting the other person have the last piece of cake. Letting the other person be first in line. And patience. That may be the toughest one of all. The fruits of the Spirit are several, but the last one is self-control. And without self-control, you cannot be patient. And self-control comes from love, the kind of love that you can experience when you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, which comes by way of faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross on Good Friday. It's all tied together. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. The complaint is far less, far less than Jesus could have complained on Good Friday. But he did not. As a lamb to its shearers is dumb, so the Son of Man was before his revilers. Forgive quickly, forgive easily. Then he finishes with this. As the Lord has forgiven you, in the same way that you have been forgiven, in the same way that Christ forgave you, you also must forgive. What are we supposed to learn from the cross? The forgiveness of God. The restoration of the relationship was made possible by what Jesus did on the cross. And there could be no other way. Our relationships are often broken and tattered and in pieces because we don't forgive. Because we don't follow Jesus' example in forgiving others. I'd like to tell you that I'm very good at forgiving, but I'm telling you, I'm better now than I was. When I was in high school, I'd like to tell you about another kid that was in high school with me. He was a year ahead of me. He was taller. He was, he was, he was heavier. He, he was probably brighter and better looking. And I hated that kid. You know why I hated that kid? Because he hated me. He never missed an opportunity to deride me. He even spat on me. I got so mad one time after I knew I couldn't see it, but I knew he had spit on my back. So I turned around and I and I I chose him off. I said, that's it, we're gonna go. And so he said, Oh, absolutely fine, and we made the time and date and all that kind of stuff. That guy beat my took us so bad. He literally wiped me around on the ground. Oh, I hated him. He was, it was just oh, it was just horrible feelings I had toward this guy. Got out of school, he went his way, I went my way. But he would come up in my mind every once in a while, and I would still have vitriol for that guy. And believe it or not, uh, Linda and I were up in. Clovis, and, and I got a call from him on the phone. He says, Roger, do you remember me? And I said, boy, I sure do. <laughs> he said, well, he says, now I'm selling insurance, and I'd like to sell you a policy. I read that guy, the riot act, on the phone. I did everything I could to make him feel small. I was a scientist and working in hospitals and saving lives, and and I told him that he had come to nothing in all of that. He says, well, I guess you won't take any insurance. (laughs) I said I wouldn't buy insurance from him if he was the last person On earth, and I slammed the phone down. Then later, later, I fell in love with Jesus, accepted Christ into my heart. My life was changed. And one day, the Lord brought to my mind that guy. And I remembered with pain in my heart how I had treated him on the phone. And I knew the insurance company and I called up. I said, oh yes, he's here, just a minute. And he came on the line and he said, or I said, hi, this is Roger Peterson, remember me? And he said, yeah, I sure do. <laughs> I told him that I had Become a Christian, and that I had had a change of heart. And that I was able to set aside all of our differences and that pain that I experienced in high school. And I told him that I could even love him and that I had forgiven all of that stuff. By the end of the conversation, he had received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. My friends, forgiveness is powerful. Jesus showed us how powerful on the cross. He showed us the depth and the breadth of it. What it takes to get it. What it can be used to do in other lives. And he has asked us, As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive others. If there is anybody in your life like that guy in my life, think about this. Forgiveness and love is powerful. Can save lives. Now, forgiveness. Forgiveness? Did you know that God... The Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had worked out our whole salvation before you and I ever existed. Before there were any people. They had decided they would make us. They knew we would fall away from them and they knew it was going to take the cross in order to save us. That's for giving. Giving before you're even hurt. You don't even have to wait till somebody does you wrong. You can decide to be like God. You can decide to be like Jesus and get ready to give in before it ever happens. It's so much easier that way. You can forgive anybody, anything, if you have Christ in your heart. If you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart, you just have to want to. You just have to pray to the Lord, make me strong in this area, that I should not worry about whatever happens to me. But that I should keep my eyes on you. Bearing with one another. Putting on compassionate hearts and kindness and humility. Meekness and patience. If anybody has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. I think we can do it. And we will be the better for it, and who knows how many people will change their minds about Jesus when we do that. Let's pray right now and ask the Lord to work on our hearts and to answer that phone. (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you so much what love you have in, in, in allowing and even purposing your Son to die on the cross on Good Friday those many years ago. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being willing and even desirous of doing that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the power and the authority that makes it worthwhile and and work on our behalf when we trust in Jesus. We pray, help us to believe. Give us believing, trusting hearts, and give us hearts that are compassionate, hearts that are broken for what breaks other people and for what breaks yours. Help us to be forgiving, not thinking of ourselves, but always putting the other person first. We pray thanks. Who is like you that would do so much for us? Who loves us so much? We give you thanks and praise and glory now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.